Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast with me, your host, Gina Keeping. So full transparency, was getting a little annoyed before I pushed record because I attempted to record this podcast maybe five times um, within the last hour. There is a dog barking uncontrollably outside of my window, (laughs) and I was getting a little annoyed. So if you hear some barking coming from the mic, you're not hearing things. But I had I had a choice. I was either my my day today is a little bit blocked, so it was get this done with you know a little bit of barking in the background, um, or letting go of my perfectionism and getting the episode done. So clearly you are listening. So I chose the road of imperfection. And I share that with you because sometimes that imperfection can hold us back. And sometimes we just got to show up and do the thing, even if it's imperfect. So there we go. Also want to remind you that we have a giveaway going this week and a Monday. It's only going for a week. So uh, Monday I'm going to be sharing the winners. And what we're doing is I'm doing a group coaching opportunity for five amazing people where we pop on Zoom and you get to take a hot seat and ask any questions that you desire. We're probably going to have about 20 minutes per person. So it's a significant amount of time to get some coaching. And I find with these group coaching calls, you always get more than just your question. Chances are somebody else will ask a question that's relevant to you. So it's really like an hour and a half of coaching where you get a lot of value. So if you want to do that, I guess you want to know how you get in on that group coaching session. So all you have to do is if you love this podcast, all you got to do is leave a five star review on the Apple podcast. And if you're saying, Gina, I've already done that, then share the podcast this week and just tag me in it and you automatically get entered. Um, And yeah, I'd love to have you on that call. Anywho, let's get to the point. So this episode, I really wanted to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome in a different way. I have talked about imposter syndrome on this podcast before, but I think I have something that's really going to help you step into overcoming imposter syndrome. So let me paint a little picture for you. So I remember when I started my teaching career, (laughs) um, they don't really prepare you, first of all, for the real deal. Okay, so let me just start with that. So you go and you do your undergrad, then you go do your education. And for me, then I went on to do my master's. So 
When I did my education degree, you also have an internship in there as well. So prior to your internship, you really do not have any real hands-on experience, okay? Um, so I remember when I did my internship, um, I had a little bit of a unique situation where when I went to do my internship, um, I was doing it with a high school teacher, but then a junior high teacher um, <laughs> was sick. And then I was asked, Gina, would you like to go in and actually just take over teaching here? And I did. So before I was even um, a qualified teacher on paper, I jumped in and ripped the bandaid off and was teaching way before any of my other um, I guess colleagues, if you will. So I remember stepping into the classroom once again. Um, I've been coaching people, working with people my whole entire life, as long as I can remember. So even prior to this, I feel like I had a lot more experience than other people. However, <laughs> when you start teaching, you usually get, um, you know, you have to teach a bunch of different courses. Now, I don't know any human being on this planet, I'm sure there's somebody out there, yes, but I don't know them personally, that could step into a classroom and know everything in the curriculum for multiple different courses, brand new blood, okay? So as you can imagine, stepping into a classroom of high school students, I quickly had to step into an identity and hold my own and show that I knew my shit. Now, here's the thing. Nobody knows how to teach a kajillion subjects, like I just said, right? So what I quickly learned was that I only had to be a few steps ahead of my students. That is what I had to hold on to in order to succeed in what often felt like a lion pin sometimes, because you were literally thrown in and be like, okay, figure it out. So I, once again, like how I started this podcast, I had two choices, throw in the towel or figure this shit out. And I figured it out. And I did that. And I think my first year um, actually teaching, not, not, you know, going in as an intern, but my very first year teaching, I think I was teaching maybe eight different courses. <laughs> so it's impossible to learn and to know in depth these eight courses, but you still need to know how to teach it. So I quickly found a rule where I just had to be two steps ahead of my kids. In every subject, if I was two steps ahead, I would be okay. So hence, the creation of my two steps ahead method was born. And anytime now where I'm like, oh my God, do I feel like I'm over my head? Like, how am I going to do this? I say two steps ahead, Gina, two steps ahead. And I've applied that in so many different scenarios since. And here's the thing though. I knew how to break shit down. I knew how to teach. I knew how to take curriculum and make it digestible. I knew how to create curriculum. I knew how to take people from where they were and bring them to the next level. Like these are my superpowers that I know how to do really well. But the knowledge of all the different areas was a little different. So the reality is when I first started, it was impossible to be an expert. And I have three degrees, right? So I had no other choice but to show up and figure it out. And I guarantee you, as you look back on your life, there's been things that you didn't know how to do or how you were going to figure, out, figure it out or how you were going to able to actually make this thing happen. 
but you did it, right? And I think oftentimes when we are starting something and especially in the business world, it's like, be the expert. It's like, how can you be an expert in something if you don't allow yourself to go through the process to become an expert? You can't just be an expert. You know what I mean? So I want to talk about this because a lot of people who I talk to, they say imposter syndrome is the thing that's holding me back right? Imposter syndrome is stopping me from getting started. Imposter syndrome won't allow me to have the things that I want in life. And I feel when, as adults, when we're trying something new and a lot of people that I work with, they are now in the business world, they're doing something new. And when they're about to follow their passion, it's like, boom, in comes imposter syndrome, right? And if you think about it, it's like, all the other things that you probably did, you had somebody who was holding you accountable for it, right? So in terms of like for me, when I started, I wasn't pissing off my boss. If I didn't do what I needed to do, if I didn't figure it out, I didn't have a job, right? So when you have no choice but to, in my case, choke back the tears and show up and do the best that you can and put on that brave face, you know, when you don't have that pressure to do so, often we throw in the towel, right? And we have to apply that grit that we all have, that tenacity that we all have, that strength that we all have, and we have to take that and put it into all the things that we are trying to do new, right? Or, and if it's not, if you're not doing something new now because of imposter syndrome, then the things that you will step into in the future, we all have the evidence that we can do hard things, We all have the evidence that there were things that we once found hard that we are now good at. We all have evidence of when you thought you couldn't do something, you're like, holy crap, I did it. So how can we take that evidence and apply it to the things that you want to do now? Because we are all under the false illusion that where we are now in our skill level is where we were when we started, right? Like the teacher that I am today, even though I'm no longer in the school system and I I do what I'm doing now, the teacher I am today, I was not that same teacher when I first started. But I think sometimes we forget that beginning. We forget where we started and we're like, well, I can't start that thing because I'm not gonna be good at it. You weren't good at these skills either, right? So it's not the case that you started something really good. Chances are you had to try it out a little bit. You had to figure it out. You had to put on your brave face. You had to fail a little bit until you figured it out. So it's not that you've never overcome imposter syndrome. It's like right now it's the buzzword and you know what to call it. And I think calling this shit out is a really good thing. And we're going to dive into that more in a little bit. But I want you to be in this moment right now before we move forward, Take your power back because you have already overcome imposter syndrome in your life. And that accountability that you had back then, we just need to bring more accountability into what you want to do when that accountability has to come from you. And I'm going to show you how to do that. So let's break down imposter syndrome, shall we? (laughs) So really, all imposter syndrome is, is it's an outward condition impacting our inner condition right? Most people have imposter syndrome because they are worrying about what other people are going to think. They're going to worry about what if I fail and what if Johnny down the street sees me? They're going to be like, what if it doesn't work out? People are going to think, oh my God, there she goes. She failed again. 
We have to come back to ourselves. We have to come back to what is the reason why you want to do this thing. So I want to I want to share with you uh, just a quick little story, because I think this story really ties into a very useful tool to help you overcome imposter syndrome. So one of the things that we're doing is we are now uh, redoing our basement, which is a feat in itself. Ten years later, I'm not going to. Well, I am going to throw Dwayne out of the bus. He said he was good. <laughs> we were going to work on the basement for 10 years. We have it. I put my foot down. We are getting it done. But. Just like any goals, before we can actually start the basement, we have to get rid of the shit that's in the basement. So we're selling off a bunch of things. So we put on this, we recently bought a king size bed and we would have kept the old queen frame because it's a really good quality frame. Anyway, we put it on Facebook Marketplace. And Dwayne forgot to tell me that this man was coming to take a look. So there was a knock on my door. It was like around five o'clock and uh, this amazing man comes in. He looks at the bed. He said, I'll take it. So we start talking. I think we're talking for maybe about an hour. And he was a very successful businessman. And of course, any opportunity that I had to talk to people, I I asked all the questions. So I I asked him, and I won't say the whole entire conversation because a lot of it is not necessarily relevant to imposter syndrome. But after, you know, seeing pictures of his cabin and hearing all of his, his story and his health, he had some health issues. So he brought a lot of really cool perspectives to the table um, from a business and life standpoint. But I asked him a question and I said, what is one thing or one piece of advice you would give to to myself? Like, you know, you're further along in your business road, you're more, um, you know, seasoned. What would you say? And he said to me, the piece of advice I would give you is to put blinders on. He said, most people are looking at words, looking at their competition, looking at what other people are doing, worrying about everything else. But he said, if you can put blinders on and focus on you and focus on what you bring to the table and focus on your clients and focus on everything that you need to to grow, you will pass your competitors. But if you're looking around, worrying about everybody else, they're going to pass you. And I was like, oh, like I say these things to my clients, but hearing it from somebody else, it was almost like, yes, of course. Right. So we have to learn to put our blinders on and focus on you. Focus how how you can help other people. Focus how you can make the impact on what you bring to the table, your expertise, your energy, your effort, your ability to figure things out when things go wrong. You're knowing that if you do fail, you're going to be able to pick yourself up and keep going. So imposter syndrome is like taking back your power, looking within and being like, okay, all that noise out there. Great. I'm going to put my blinders on and let me come back to me. And when you do that, imposter syndrome dies or at least it reduces dramatically, right? Now I'm using a more business spinoff, but same thing applies to if you have imposter syndrome about maybe going on a date with somebody or putting yourself on Tinder, if you're you know, looking to improve your relationships, or if you want to start a podcast, or if you want to reach out to a coach, or if you want to start a side business, or if you just want to do something in your life, take out the example if it doesn't apply to you and insert one that does. So we had to take that power back first things first. So let's take that thing that you want to do that thing that piece of imposter syndrome that is yelling at you that you cannot do the damn thing. So let's take that for a second. And right now, maybe 
your focus is what other people are going to think. Maybe right now your focus is the fear of what's going to happen if you fail or even what's going to happen when you succeed. And the next step that I want you to do, and I I want you to whip out a piece of paper if you're able, and if you're not, do this mentally, but come back and do this on paper. I promise you, it is such a powerful exercise. So we, like, I don't need to pull any information from you about what the, what the real is going on in your head, what imposter syndrome is saying to you. Like, you have a really good handle of why you're not doing the thing that you desire. Whether it's fear, whether it's whatever we just talked about, you know what's holding you back and you know what your imposter syndrome is telling you. We don't need to write that shit down because that's probably on repeat in your head, right? But here's what I want you to do instead. On this piece of paper, and like I said, or do it mentally and come back to the paper later, I want you to write out all the things that you love about the possibility of what could happen if you do this thing. The reasons why you want to do this thing. How it can make you feel better. How it would positively impact your life and other people. I want you to do a big brain dump of all the things that could positively come from doing this thing. So let me give you an example. So we just launched a different version of our mastermind. This is round two of our mastermind, but we totally revamped it um, this time around and we renamed it and we did some, some really beautiful work around it to make it even better. So let's say prior to when I launched this mastermind, because we have a lot of people who listen to this uh, podcast who are business owners. So I want to give you a practical business, a, a business example. But once again, you can still take these examples and apply it to any other area of your life. So prior to launching this mastermind, some things that started to rear its ugly head was, oh my God, who am I to do this mastermind? Like, what qualifies me to do this? Who the hell is going to sign up for this mastermind? Gentle Lord, what if I fail? People are going to think I'm greedy, right? And a slew of other things, but we don't want to focus too much on that. Because like I said, that shit has been taking up way too much space in your head. So when that happens and I catch the imposter syndrome going, oh, no, you don't, Gina, I call it out, right? And I go, huh, I see you, imposter syndrome. I see what you're doing now. And I call it a name and I detach from it. I take my power back because my imposter syndrome is not who I am. It's just a programmed way of thinking to keep me safe. So I'm not going to own that shit. I'm going to be like, thank you, imposter syndrome. I see that you're trying to help me out here, but I don't need help today. So now I go, ooh, okay, I see what's coming in here. If I keep focusing on this, I'm not going to show up the way that I want to. I'm not going to attract the people who are meant to be in my course. I'm not going to feel confident if I focus on this. So instead I go, well, what if I focused on what benefits can come from me putting this mastermind out into the world. And here are some of the things that I will challenge and that I will write and that I will remember and that I will double down on when I am talking about what I do, who I help and all the programs that I have out there. I go, this mastermind is going to transform the lives of these people who sign up and give this a go. I know that to be true. All of my clients have results if they show up and do the work. My clients are going to get a new sense of financial empowerment by investing in themselves and seeing what is possible. My clients will never be the same after they come into my energy and my space. 
It's okay if people don't understand me. I'm not doing this for them. By me keeping this to myself and all this knowledge and all the positive benefits that this has had on my life, I would be selfish if I didn't share this with other people and help other people. I love showing up in group programs. I love seeing my clients transform. I love seeing them blow their own minds with their results. I love seeing them grow financially. I love seeing them design a life that they never thought was possible. And I really take away the power of my imposter syndrome and I intentionally focus and write it out and really anchor in the opposite of what my imposter syndrome is telling me. And when you lead with that, everything changes. Because here's the thing, both of these different versions are true if you believe them. And if I give in and I'm like, oh yeah, imposter syndrome, you're right. You know, people are going to judge me. People like that ain't helping anybody. That's going to be true if I believe it to be true. But if I switch it and I go the more empowering route and I believe it and I double down on it and I anchor it and I keep stacking evidence over and over again, this is now going to become my new default. When I shifted my focus, Imposter syndrome loses its power because the question is, is which belief system is going to help me achieve my goal? You get to choose. And the thing is, this is not a superpower. Transforming your thoughts has to start with you wanting to. Most people will point the finger and say, oh, shoot, I can't. Imposter syndrome is stopping me. And they use that as a crutch, right? But if you really, 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 really want to say that if you really, really want the thing that you say you do, then we need to be mindful and start challenging these thoughts, right? You want to reprogram your mind. You want to focus on these things. And this is where that piece of paper comes in mind. I actually have mine in my notes and I read these a couple times a day. When I hear my imposter syndrome coming in, I whip up my notes and I read them and I remind myself of the new belief system that I am forming. We have so much more control than we allow. You've heard me say that so many times. So make sure you are being intentional about calling out your imposter syndrome, detaching from it, and then stacking your beliefs so you can get behind the thing that you really want to do. Imposter syndrome does not have to be at the wheel of you moving forward and making your decisions. Okay, my friends, I hope that was useful. I'd love to hear if you try this exercise and how it works for you and how you're feeling about it. And and if you want to have an opportunity to pop on and maybe even dive into your own imposter syndrome and your own beliefs around what is possible for you, then you know what to do to get yourself on that group call. I'd love to see you there. All right, my friends, don't forget to share and tag me. Don't forget to leave that five-star review if you feel so inclined. I appreciate you all so much. I'm rooting for you. And don't forget to keep it kind, keep it fun, and always keep it real. 